Hello, 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 and welcome once again to Mr. Movie Club. Uh, this week, we have a really good show for you. Um, talking to my friends Dale Oates, who has been a guest on the show many times, and my other friend Jessica Matasio, who is an editor and uh, co-worker at White House Post. Um, and we talk about the show Devs, which is the FX Hulu series not a movie but it's uh it feels like a movie kind of feels like it's a mini series feels like an 8 hour movie and it's um written and directed by Alex Garland of Ex Machina fame um and uh you know spoilers ahead spoilers ahead so if you haven't seen it and you want to listen to this talk i suggest you go and see it um i think you're really going to Dig it if you have seen it. It's um, it's a really intense show about quantum physics. I am not a quantum physics guy by any stretch of the imagination, but I love reading about that stuff. So, anyway, so uh, Dale and Jess and I have a really good talk, and I think you're gonna you're gonna like that. Uh, what else have I been uh, watching? I actually did watch a movie. It is Mr. Movie Club. Um, still in lockdown. Still coming to uh, almost June now of 2020. I think we're one day before. But um, as of this recording. So we're still all stuck at home, working from home. But um, I just watched Snowpiercer again. Some of you may know there's a show coming out on... Um, it's actually out already. Um, I believe it's on TNT. And I watched, I was excited about it because I loved Snowpiercer, which of course was directed by um, Bong Joon-ho. I think I'm saying his name right. Bong Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho, the director of the much acclaimed Parasite, which is also a great film. But I was a fan of Snowpiercer when it came out. I think around 2014. So I got excited when I heard there's a TV show coming out with, um, with I forget the guy's name. I did not write it down, but um, my daughter knows. <laughs> One of the stars from Hamilton. And um, with Jennifer Connelly. And like I said, the guy from Hamilton who played Jefferson, I think. Um, anyway, it's it, it looked good. Started watching it, and I was like, this kind of looks like the movie I remember. And it's the same basic premise, but I thought it was horrible. And I stopped it, like, and I was like, no. And we switched over to Netflix, and I made my family watch Snowpiercer, the original. The original Bong Joon-ho, amazing, amazing film. Um, if you ever, if you've seen any of his films, obviously Parasite, which is the one that got all the accolades, but Okja, Mother, um, Host, which I haven't seen, which I hear is great. His films are so fantastical, and so um, it's not the right word. There's such like a deconstruction of at least Snowpiercer is a deconstruction of like an action genre um like a dystopian sci-fi action genre and it it it, it just it's you gotta see it It, uh, tilda swinton is in it um octavia spencer chris evans kind of before he was you know captain america and it's i just highly recommend it i i if you're thinking of seeing the tv show 
stop yourself, see the movie first. Then if you want to see the TV show, go ahead. Maybe the TV show gets better, but the movie is just, uh, it's just awesome. Uh, it's just one of my favorite films of, of that kind of over the top action, dystopian, whatever. Um, anyway, so, uh, but back to devs, which is starring Nick Offerman, directed by Alex Garland. Uh, Another great cast, some other actors who you probably never heard of, but they're all wonderful, really well put together, well executed. If you're into quantum stuff, you're going to love this talk. Me and Jess and Dale get into it. I probably talk too much, but I'll try and edit that out so you guys can hear some other ideas. But um, go watch the show devs first and then uh, listen to this talk. Um, Other stuff is just, you know, if you like the podcast, hit like. Send me an email, barneybardenbarn at gmail.com. Okay. Talk to you guys soon. Enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. This is Barney Barnbarn, and welcome to a lockdown edition of Mr. Movie Club. I am here with the returning champion, uh, who's if to the 12 people who listen to my podcast. Everyone knows... <laughs> Dale Oates. Say hi, Dale. Hello. Hello, everybody. We're back. And my good friend and co-worker and also wonderful editor, Jessica Matasio is here, Hello, too. Say everyone. hi, Jess. Hi. <laughs> and we are here today to talk about uh, the show Devs, which isn't a movie, but it kind of is. It's kind of an eight-hour movie, as a lot of these miniseries are. That's true. Um, so... Uh, you know, let's let's uh, let's start off. You know, uh, on all these things, this is going to be spoilers. So this is for if you want to see the show and you don't want to know about the ending because you can't talk about the show without talking about right the main concepts, which are yeah. freaky, and the ending, which kind of going to be major spoilers. Major major spoilers. So pause it now. Go watch <laughs> Devs. Binge it in eight hours, and then then uh, come back here and listen to us. But uh, hey, guys, how's everyone doing? I'm going to pretend we didn't talk before. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. How are you? Everyone's locked in. Locked in. Locked down. Yeah. Doing, doing a lot of binge uh, binge Everyone's watching. hair is growing. Everyone's Beards hair is growing. growing. But, um, yeah. I mean, the one good... I do think more people are binge watching stuff. Like, I don't know about you guys. Like, oh, do we lose... Uh, Oh, she's, she's moved. She's I have more an unstable internet. Sorry. Sounds good now. There we go. Okay. Can we give it one, right. two, three? We'll fix it in post. As I have my big yeah. stupid mic in my face. Um, so, why don't we start with uh, what you guys? Obviously, you guys kind of liked it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here talking. Yeah. About what, was, yeah what was everyone? Because I, yeah, I was surprised you wanted to. Um, you were jumping on this. Um, on doing this one, which I'm glad you did. And then there was like Jess is going to do it too. I'm like, oh, good, another fan because. Yeah, yeah. I've been trying to get my friends to get into it, but well, it is well, its own. Dale, why don't you start? Like, thing. yeah, what's your overall take on the show? On the show, I I really liked it. Um, I'm not I'm not an Alex Garland fanboy. Uh, um, I do I did love Ex Machina. Um, I love his writing. Like, I love things he's written, but I'm not like everything Alex Garland does. I didn't like Annihilation at all. Hmm. I'll just say that straight out. Um, hmm. But I, I did enjoy Devs a lot because because um, it was just super cerebral and twisted and and it just fit. Annihilation kind of went way out too far for me, and I thought it was ripping off too many old cool sci-fi films and not doing it very well. But but Ex Machina, and I felt like Devs really slotted into Ex Machina's universe. Um, and I just really enjoyed just like sinking into it. And I really felt like that was the energy you needed for that show is just to like, it's like a warm, creamy thing you just have to let envelop you and you don't know where you're going to go. And it's weird. <laughs> Even the co- even the color palette was kind of creamy. It was all kind of yeah, orange and earth tones. Very. I used a lot of Atmos. Yeah. <laughs> Did you notice that the lens the lens blooming was just gorgeous? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a and lot so of buttery. It was great. 
I wonder but if I did same. love it. And then, yeah, obviously the themes and conceptually I, I was geeking out on that and, you know, look, I, I, we should totally dive into the flaws in the, in the narrative because there's, there's some, I, I, and there's a lot of questions. I'm dying to like geek out with someone because none of my buddies have watched it. So I'm like, ah, who wants to watch death? You know? And so I'm, I'm dying to like dive in and it's interesting. Barney sent around a, um, just a bunch of little like refresher YouTube posts, which yeah, um, you guys I, those, I right? just did just like half an hour ago. Yeah. But I actually dived into the comment. I, I found the comments much more interesting. Mm. Um, and I've got, I've actually jotted a few of them down that I was like, particularly like, huh, that's really cool. But anyway, Jess, what did you think of it? Yeah. Yeah. J- Jess is next. I, I actually, I've lost it. We Look, lost the, multi, the multiverse just went, yeah, yeah you yeah. can't talk about it badly. <laughs> the, alter, the alternate universe like, no, it is a great show. <laughs> it was predetermined that Jess was never going to be able to talk. Here, let's wait. Let's see if she's back. Can you hear us? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Here she is. Are you on your phone okay, now, I've, Steph? I've decided to ditch the Wi-Fi. I'm just going to go straight for the, for the normal phone. Do I, do I sound okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looks less jittery, so it looks like your okay. phone's getting better reception. Um, right, so, apologies. So just we heard none of what you said. You basically went. So here's what I. Was I like, so <laughs> I think the show was. <laughs> then, yeah, the show was about. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, those guys didn't let the woman speak at all. Cut her off. Cancel them. Cancel those those sexist pigs. Um, you guys are gonna make um, this. I'm gonna have a lot of editing to do, aren't I? Um, all right. So Jess, what's what's your overall overall take of of devs? Um, I, I agree with a lot of what Dale said, actually, even in terms of like Alex's other films. I'm not, I wouldn't say like, I love Ex Machina, like by far and away, like even more than Debs. I, that, that for me is like his masterpiece. But Debs I thought was good. I wasn't a big fan of Annihilation. Again, I, I agree. I think it just sort of went really a bit out there and it felt a little more like style over actual substance. Um, whereas Devs, I thought, like, was probably somewhere in between. There's definitely a lot of style in the film, and it's hard not to sort of be aw- aware of that. And a lot of it's beautifully done, um, but you kind of you kind of do have have that in your mind a little bit. It's very carefully every you know everything is very very carefully composed. Um, but but it, it was an interesting story, not without its flaws. But um, but yeah, I, I I'm looking forward to delving into talking about it a little a little bit more, seeing what you guys thought. Okay, so it's, think, fa- it's fair to say we all we all liked it, right? That's why we're here. Um, I probably I don't want to say I liked it more. Here, I'll just tell you what you guys can tell me if this sounds like I liked it more. So I heard about this show. I forget who told me about it. Someone's like, oh, there's a show. It's all about quantum computing. And I'm like, I'm not a quantum computer guy. Like, my older brother is a programmer, and he actually lives out in the Bay Area and talks to those guys who work on that kind of stuff. And I, I'm one of those people. I'm just a fan of, of that technology and, and all the kind of stuff around it. And, you know, um, what do you call it? The Heisenberg uncertainty principle. And, like, I'm just a sucker for that kind of sci-fi. And just that thinking about that kind of kind of stuff. It's kind of matrixy, but, like, in a much more sort of hard science way. So when I heard about the subject matter, I was like, oh, this sounds cool. And then I heard it was Alex Garland, and like you guys, I loved Ex Machina. I, I think I liked um, Annihilation. I thought Annihilation was really brave. I, 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 I'm like you guys, I thought Ex Machina was better. Um, but I liked it. I liked uh, Annihilation too. It's funny, I, I didn't love the look of Annihilation. I wonder if he had a different DP. I, the look of this is great, but it's funny, I don't love the look of any of his films that much. You know, it's like... It's like sometimes it's almost a little too slick or something, but um, yeah, pretty. Clean. You know, I, I have a feeling he uses a lot of the same people, so it, it might be his DPI have issues with. I think this is actually the best looking of all the sort of major work that he's done. But just to get into this, the subject matter, so when I started watching, it, and then I saw that Nick Offerman was in it, and I'm a huge fan of yeah. his, obviously from Parks and Rec, and um, it's funny. I've always wanted to see him in a, like a serious piece. And uh, I just I thought he was great. I thought the cast was great. I know a lot of people are kind of iffy about the the um, the lead uh, girl. I'm I'm stalling because I put everybody's uh, 
I put the cast up here on on the web. Uh, so- Sonia, I'm gonna get her name wrong. Sonia Maz- Mazuno, who you know, she was in. Do you guys know this? Did you see yeah. this on one of the things? Ex she was Machina. in um, Ex Machina. But anyway, I didn't so- realize that until you mentioned it. I didn't she- like recognize her. I think she was the robot. <laughs> That was like with him and did the disco dance. Do you remember yeah. that whole scene? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's yeah. She was the the sex ball. Yeah. Which is interesting. It's, 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 it, I think that shows she's a good actor actress because it's she did a totally different character in this. Um, yeah, she was like her performance. I got to say, I got to episode three when she did the whole bipolar um, schizophrenic episode yeah, yeah yeah and i was a little bit like wow this is moving slow like but you know it was cool but it was like definitely and i gotta say that episode and her performance was like outstanding yeah, like, yeah. and and i felt like and and also the editing and we can talk about that as well like with two editors <laughs> because i felt like i was completely with the the guy like she, you, you like, had no idea that was, she was that she was uh no. see my wife was fooled by that too and it's funny because i'm totally i'm usually the worst at the at those kind of plot twists and i was like wait a minute she's not really nuts like this she's not about to jump off that ledge and then of course the, again spoiler they give it away because you see her friend is st- like i didn't know why yeah. she was lying well, but i i, I kind of guessed know. that she was lying but that's when you know but i did think up till that point it was like did we see did we witness that is she yeah. imagining like uh, like ah like oh i was like really in- i just i it hooked me that was the episode that i was like okay i'm that's interesting i'm into this show because that was just a really uh, well constructed piece of cinema to me like i was like wow that just that really that cool. scene or you mean that that whole episode the- just the just the i think that episode yeah. i think I think it like obviously you were with the story up until then and you were like trying to piece it together and you knew a lot more than she did at that point about right. about Sergey and um and then she started to like then she had this you know um oh and I love that Amy Mullins I'm a bit of an Amy Mullins fan she was the um she was the friend she was only in that episode really but she was the friend that um like they had to convince to call the security guy. Yeah, yeah. She she was the one who was her. helping her helping her steal the. Yeah, but they yeah. were fooling her. To, uh, and like when you back into that episode, back to the beginning, you're like, oh, those two had a they had a fucking plan, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, to like yeah. to do this, and they had to like first of all fool their supervisor, who was Amy Mullins, and then um, oh oh Amy Mullins is the supervisor, not the friend. Yeah, no, Amy Mullins was a supervisor. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man, she was um, good. She was good. And um, anyway, yeah, so I was, I, I, I just, I just found, found that a really great, because I, I was kind of going, I wonder what's, what's going on. And if she, is she, like, is she, is it just coincidence that she is crazy and now she's well in a situation that is crazy or is it? Well, see, that's, it in it's, it's interesting that that. That, yeah. that, that, that's the twist for you because what the show reminds me of a little bit, and and I know Jess, probably you too, Dale, are sick of me, and I'm assuming, just like everybody I know, you guys have probably both watched season one of Mr. Robot, but you probably haven't seen. Uh, yeah, my last ep- my last yeah. Mr. Movie Club was uh, with a friend, my friend Adam, who's the only friend of mine I found who saw all of Mr. Robot. So um, this this one will come out after that one. Is that um, right? That's really strange. But what's I mean, interesting I, about? I mean, I haven't watched it all either, but I mean, I stopped at season one. Did you Me see too. all of us? I stopped did, that season one. I thought and it was enough. I thought every, that was a good everybody <laughs> thought season one was great. And but here's fantastic. what's interesting about Mr. Robot, and even from season one, you know this. I won't spoil anything, but um, see, Mr. Robot is kind of in that same thing that that episode that you're talking about, Dale, is, which is like, wait, is this really happening, or is he crazy? Like, yeah. is he imagine? Like, like That's what's true. going on? And obviously, the the whole 
thing on Mr. Robot is that he's so crazy you never know what's real, which kind of bugged people, especially season two. But what's here's what's really interesting. I, I bet you Alex Garland is a fan of Mr. Robot. First of all, stylistically in this, I think they stole some of that stuff, and you have to admit Mr. Robot kind of broke through with some of those just to geek out about editing and shots here. You know, Mr. Robot did that whole thing where someone's like on the edge of a frame and it's all negative space behind him. And I noticed they did that a little bit with uh, the devs characters, especially um, Nick Offerman and uh, Allison Pill, you know, his his uh, cohort. Um, they did a lot of those Mr. Robot type shots. What's interesting, without giving away, is that the end of Mr. Robot gets into all that kind of quantum. There's a character who's building a quantum machine. And I won't give it away, but it doesn't follow through as much as this does. And we'll get to the ending and the problems mm-hmm. with it. But it's 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 almost... I almost think of it as a slight answer to Mr. Robot because it's like, all right, you're going to hint at that. I'm going to go through and show you the whole fucking thing and tell the future of the past and all that shit. So just to finish the whole thing, what got me excited, I got more excited as the show went on because it got, I like you, I wasn't sure if it was going to be about her. It was a little more plot-based than some sort of conceptual sci-fi things. Um, but I like the fact that it was, a, it was a driven plot. It was a love story. It was a... Uh, it was a revenge story, but it was all revolving around this technology they made. Um, mm. And well, let's 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 get into that because I think that's the next. Uh, unless you want to jump here in here, Jess, I, with I, like oh, Jess, did, did you have the same kind of thing that that Dale had? Like, did you think it was slow and then it kicked in at a certain point? I definitely have been slow a little bit with with the show overall, and it was mostly most of the episodes I really enjoyed. Um, like um, that that one in particular was really good. I really liked the last couple of episodes. I liked the first episode as well. That really drew me in, and I was really curious to find out what happened. There were a few episodes that felt it, it felt a little like maybe there was a little too much going on in some senses because some yeah. episodes felt like. It was changing genres a little bit. Yeah, there was yeah. one. I think it was like F six. Was so much ex, so much just talking, talking between the characters. So much exposition. What was going on? It was just like this really, really long, long, long conversation. Is and this when the like, like when the other boyfriend goes to their yeah, house? Yeah, when they go there, to yeah, yeah. this house and have sort of this weird parlay with everybody. Um, <laughs> I just found that to be a really awkward. It, episode. It, it's funny. He's such a good right. writer, but every now and then, like also the first time she meets the ex-boyfriend, he's like, "But remember, you broke up with me." And blah blah blah. blah. And I remember thinking, "Hey, you got eight mm. episodes. You don't have to tell the whole story in in this one scene in the bar." Like yeah, every now and then, I feel that. like he would cram in expositional stuff, which I'm not a writer. I know and. And I'm sure it's hard to do, but I'm just like, you see that in movies a lot that are complicated, but like you think in a, in a show, you can kind of let that, all the stuff about devs, they, they didn't cram it and let that stuff trickle through. I wonder if that was his reasoning that like, maybe it's like, Hey, devs is the mystery, but everything else I just want you guys to know. I want to know what, where the players are. This guy's a spy. This guy's an ex-boyfriend, you know, like, I wonder if Mm -hmm. it was just kind of like, kind of part of his story structure was just to like... I actually really liked, I kind of really liked episode six because you got to understand the machine, like and and determine and and determine mm-hmm. the the um you know the theory of of, of like what, when Alison Pill's character explains it to about to the pen, Lily. yeah, and you're like you know and they've already set up that you know there's going to be Lily's going to die, and. They don't come out um, and say that, right? They kind of she implies. Yeah, no, they it. said that. No, they no, said no, it they to said Lily. It. I can now I can no, watch. No, no, it. no, 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 not to Lily, but they said it to each other. But you right. know, but I, I just like that scene and the you know the the edit cut of the the sharp silver sickle pen on the you know on the, not 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 the sickle, but like a dagger style pen on the table and when, when she's like, talking about like. Like yeah. determinism, yeah. It was just, it was just, it was just a really. I thought it was just constructed really well, and the way that Alex Garland wrote that scene to explain the theory, I thought was just, I thought it was pretty bang on. Like I, I was really, it, I, I was into that whole episode, even though it was super strange and like, hang on, what's going on now? They're friends, and he's chilling, and he knows she's coming, and it's so, like. I, I thought that part of the scene was great. I thought the the right, right, the way they woke up, they're like, oh, here it is. Like, th- that's the other thing. Over. Here's the part, right, this is where it starts to get into where the ending gets confusing. When did they know, um, 
a forest and what's Alison Pill's character's we name? We really should. We really should just talk about the ending because we most jump of to this it. is going to be. Well, yeah, here, I mean, we're going to be stuck on that for a well, while. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, here's a way to get into it, and then we'll do a round robin. I'll, I'll make sure to shut up and let you guys say what you think about the ending. But, no, no, I'm dying but, to hear what you. Think. But to me, the here are the things. This I had two major issues. And it's not the exponential stuff. I'm kind of with you, Jess. I, I feel the, the exponential part. Um, not ex- is that the right word? So, a timeout. My wife told me I talk, I'm talking too much. I thought I was doing pretty good, Dale. Right? Um, oh, she's oh she's she's checking you. Is she? she, she she's she's listening. She actually just watched it. So I was looking over her shoulder, kind of rewatching some episodes. I wanted to rewatch the whole show again before this. I didn't get around to it, but um, she she kind of watched it all down. She wasn't as big a fan as us. She liked it. She really thought the ending made no sense. So let's get to the ending. Um, not because my wife well, is telling me to get into the ending. There's lots of little things, and yeah, and, and I was really, I was really interested in reading these comments actually, you know, and just a few theories that are floating around. Yeah, I watched a couple of crazy videos, but some, some those YouTube videos I can't stomach sometimes. Oh, I think but, anyone that's got time to make one of those videos is a little oh, man. I don't know. It's just to me, it's there, like wow. There's, <laughs> it's like there's a lot. There's people like that for every show. I'm never gonna. Be uh, no, I know. I watched people. this one guy. He had like he had like all these Westworld videos. And I was like, oh god, I stopped that's watching that show at like episode three because it was so <laughs> shit. I did not make it to uh, Westworld season three. I thought it was a mess, but that's another, that's another episode. Another I couldn't stand it. We could we could have we could have a whole episode about how bad Westworld is. Yeah. Um, mm. For me, Westworld is like Mr. Robot is for a lot of people. It's like season one. The rest of it, I didn't give a shit. Um, yeah. But getting back to so so this is where I get confused. And tell me if you guys agree, and then we can then we'll get into the ending proper. Is that I got confused of, of like. When did Forrest and Allison Pill's character, um, when did they start seeing the future? Was it before the other programmers figured it out? Or was it only a couple, like, was it just in that scene in the house? Like, that's where I got, like, because the, wasn't there one scene when, um, uh, who's the, I can't remember the character's names. I have all the actors' names up. And I well, thought he was great. Uh, Stephen McKinley Henderson, the sort of, uh, dare I say, heavyset uh African American guy. Yeah, the guy who lives in the trailer, the the trailer who's one of the programmers. He's, he's I thought great. he was he's, great. He's fantastic. What and else? Even has just been? his presence on camera is yes. amazing. Like you just want to watch this guy. Even that that little interview you sent with the at Comic Con. Just like, his his comment was the best, right? He was so great. Yeah. <laughs> he he has that guy has a gravitas. I think um, Nick Offerman has that too. Um, but mm. what was I saying? So remember that wasn't there some point where the, where Allison said something and they're like, oh, she knew already. Like, but I'm just trying to, like, when did she, they, obviously a, they, they knew that it could tell the future before anyone else was able to know that. But it, that was a little, I wish I had known when that happened, you know. There's a, there's a moment when it opens up and, um, and sorry, Allison Pill, right? Yeah. She's watching Lily die. Yes. On the screen. You don't even know and it's I, Lily yet, but you kind of get you see you like kind her. of get it because yeah. it looks like it's her body shape and her haircut and, and but it's in the fuzzy it's still when it's fuzzy is that it's like episode the five fuzzy yeah yeah and he says to her you it doesn't change the more you watch this like you know uh, okay and right. and she's like i know but or she says something and she says like you know you're not going to help that this is going to happen you know like right and you kind of see that that golden floor and you know you start to see this future that's going to happen and i and it was early so they they saw it when it was fuzzy but that's before like the the crew made it better remember like wasn't that like episode six or so five or six where they're like look and then they then they were they're all sitting there watching themselves and kind of freaking out like six yeah that's all that's all episode six is the pivotal well anyway so so that was my first issue with my sort of confusion about the ending maybe i gotta watch it again and i just missed that but um and then there's the bigger like just the the ending ending so let's let's that's the 800 pound gorilla so let's let jessica what let's sort of work backwards like what did you you sound like you liked the ending overall like what was your take on the whole quantum alternate reality thing and everything 
Oh, yeah. Do you mind if I just uh, say something to to that point of like the, the question you just asked? Yeah, about, of like, well, At what point did they become self-aware and see the future? I thought that was kind of, I've, I've been thinking a lot about this because I think what, uh, on my first viewing before I sort of overly thought about it, I almost thought that it seemed a little bit like a flaw in the story to me that the predominantly all those episodes, I never got this sensibility that any of those characters knew the future. Like, I felt like very with, you know, Nick Offerman's character killing Sergei at the beginning, like I, I felt like this sense of remorse and struggle within his character and just like everything along the way, it didn't to me necessarily feel like any of those people knew what was going to happen. Whereas obviously in the later episodes towards the end, even the way they delivered their lines, the way it was all scripted, to me, I, I felt very much like, yeah, these guys know, like they're basically just mm. going through the motions. They're very, and I sort of looked at that as a bit of a flaw, but I almost wonder if, if in, in a weird way, it's almost like at whatever point that they you know, started to develop this technology in this particular existence, even though they've lived it several times, it, it was almost like they were re-becoming self-aware but I, right. I don't know. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Because it, 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 well, it was well, a little bit of a weird shift, like in the way that, you know, um, uh, Katie and uh, what's uh, Nick Offerman's character's name? Forrest. Forrest, yeah. Because, you, did because you, guys you have to walk through that? a forest to get to the, like, <laughs> yes. that's something my wife's like, really? His name is Forrest? You know, like, she's, she's more cynical than me. I'm like, I thought that's kind of cool. And then the halos. Did you notice, I re, looking over my wife's shoulder as she watched the first couple episodes and, you know, the scene where he kills uh, uh, Sergei and you see him sitting there and you you realize that, that those those tree lights in the in the path up to the devs, it's like a huge halo over his head. It's it's mm. almost a little overkill. <laughs> I mean, I like, I like those it. touches. I like, like, I like that. I and I like, I like, I I like the fact that... I didn't think it was subtle at all. I like the fact that the homeless guy looks that the the head of this huge the Steve Jobs sort of Zuckerberg character kind of looks almost exactly like the homeless guy sitting out there outside of there even though the, he's actually not a homeless guy but uh just to your point about well you brought up a good point cuz it sounds like Dale you're saying that they did not know the future like when they when they busted Sergi Sergi it's just because they figured out and I think they just maybe they recorded it, or the, you know, somehow they figured out he had a camera. I don't yeah. think they were telling the it's future at that point. It's a big question because I think you could make the argument that they knew that. It did. It did. You're exactly. You're right. I almost forgot about that detail. But when they do catch him, he does like sort of say, "Oh, you know, it's okay. It's not your fault." Like he kind of implies that, like this was how it was but, always going to. But that's play more out. his philosophy in general. Remember when when he he's showing his software to get the job and and he's like oh why does it mess up there he goes oh maybe it's an alternate world he goes no i don't believe in that like to me like the whole quantum stuff the big thing and this is this will get us into the ending now the whole thing is like to me and maybe tell me if you guys have a different interpretation the message of the film and i'm assuming this is alex garland's view too is that in our actual world not their matrixy you know machine world in our actual world things are disdeterminate there aren't any multiple worlds but if you created a computer to simulate the world then you could have multiple worlds i feel like that's what he's saying but then at other times he's showing the stuff like of the kid falling twice off the bridge and and um katie right uh, uh allison pills character coming out of that place and you see a ton of her and the flashback to when um forest kid dies you see all the cars so like again like are they saying there actually are alternate worlds in in the physical universe as we know it? Or are they just saying, no, we invented something so we can create an artificial world so we can we can change history and your daughter can be alive and you can fuck Jesus or whatever you want to do if you go into that world. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that came from. I love it. <laughs> I was a choir boy at one point. So I, probably I, I, I took it as, you know, free will exists. I took it as like free will does exist and the, the free will branches off the multiverse. So but like only, multiverse, only free will, only if you decide to break the well, mold, but like here's the thing. But here's, here's the thing, right? Cause then you could argue that each multiverse branch is deterministic. Right. So maybe, so 
even though there's seemingly free will that becomes the multiverse, those multiverse branches are already determined anyway. It gets pretty. It gets heavy. Like, to and me, it gets well, like, yeah, like I talked to my brother about this. My brother, you know, who's a programmer and understands this better than I do. And he, he pointed out, he said, well, you know, you guys all know Heisenberg's uncertainty principle. Let's not geek out too much, but that's the whole thing. Like, and this is a, a thing that's been proven. Like when they look at where a uh, a photon is, you yeah. know, this whole thing. And and yeah. if if they look at it one way, they put it in a box with. And if if the if the proton goes this way, it kills a cat. If it goes this way, it doesn't kill the cat. And they say until you look at it, the cat is dead and alive. Like that's this big sort of metaphorical story that these quantum guys talk about. And I was talking to my brother about it, and we talk about like. I was like, oh, so if we have free will, then we're, we're changing the history of everything in a way. And he goes, well, no, if, if this quantum stuff is right, and a lot of quantum people think it is, where the world is split, it's not just people or sentient beings making free will decisions. It's just randomness, like like anything, a phone, a ball, like the randomness, it, like the world is splitting even without sentience. So like, which is even more freaky, but... um. So that's a, that's a rabbit hole. Right. We don't have to go down. Well, what's your take, yeah. Jess? Do you, do you, because to me, it seemed to say that this world was determinate. They couldn't see the future because Lily fucked up the prediction and he had to go in that, into that fake world to see his kid. I don't know. Like, like what's your, what's your feeling about the end? I honestly don't know. Is that okay? <laughs> right? Like, I, I don't know. And, and again, I, I'm not, I'm not sure whether I think that some of this is a little bit of a flaw within the story and the way the characters sort of went throughout it, but I don't know. I, I feel like at times they sort of were contradicting themselves a lot or what I, mm, what I thought I their philosophies were. Yeah. Um, yeah. Particularly, uh, particularly the forest character. Uh, Cause you know, one second it's like, he's, so against this multi it, it seems like he was so against this idea of the multiverse but then he was able to kind of use it and control it and put his own spin on it and like i don't know I, he was a little all over the shop for me I, i'm not really exactly What's, sure how i how i felt about it if, if i can speak to that i i think his take on that like when he gets mad when when the the young kid uh says oh i i finally got the picture looking better is like how'd you do it and he's like He's like, oh, I just I added a, a a multi a multiverse like variable to the program. He's like, no, it's kind of the same way he was with Sergey. He was like, no, that's it. And remember, he kind of explains it. He's like, well, I want my daughter back, and if if you give me a slightly different version of that universe, then she's not the same daughter. You know, like not not just genet not genetically, but like she has different experiences. Like, but yeah. if you go into a, a simulated universe where you pick up and you kind of relive your life and you stop that kid from dying. The, well, that's a different kid anyway. And it, 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 it opens up so many paradoxes. Like, it's like, all right, he put himself in this world, or, or, or Katie put it because she loves him. Katie puts him in this world and lets him be happy, you know, so sacrificing, which I thought, I'm kind of being cynical, but I thought in a way she was the most interesting character because she basically decided to help him get the life that he wanted back. And he's like, oh, it's like a heaven. It's like, well, if it's an exact duplicate of our world, can't people get cancer? Can't you get hit by a car the next day? <laughs> you know, like, but, but is do they the keep revising it so everything is perfect? You know? But is that the life that he wanted where they end up? Because yeah. isn't it? But I don't know. But is that, uh, he seemed, again, self-aware of like, this isn't real. This isn't like, this isn't really, you know, there, there are so many other versions of what's going on right now. Some of them are really terrible. That part Some I, of them are this. Right. I didn't get um, that either, but was he saying that he put his consciousness in the good one and no, his consciousness no, wasn't in the other one? He said, well, he said, and also, I, and how did he put I Lily wish, in the same I'd world? Say, wish me luck. He, remember he goes, when he was just disappearing. Yeah. He goes, I'd mm -hmm. say, wish me luck. Right. So Katie wasn't doing something to put him in his favorite world. See, that's I got confused with that too. It was just like you're in the system, so you're living all these lives. Is that basically what they're saying? Maybe you're right. Yeah, and how did she get into the place? Well, again, everybody's there, right? And but if they're there, if and I guess the thing is recording you the whole time. So because they, I suppose if if Katie, if the Allison Pill character died, she'd be in there too. It's like if if. If you've seen how that thing works, then, Wait a then minute, if you have the knowledge 
of of how the machine works, then and you know you died because you remember it, then you know that it must be a simulation that you're in. I don't know. But, is, but, but hang on. So, but how we never saw him get uploaded into this machine. Like I know they. Like so, are we seeing the future? Too. Are we seeing an alternate future? You know what I mean? Like, are we just seeing? Allison was okay. Like, and the like, daughter didn't die. K- and... K- Katie has a line. Like, I uploaded them. I up. Well, no, no. It's, it's actually. It's Forrest says it to Lily when she finds him in the field. Um, and this gets to a bigger. The the biggest plot problem I have here. Can I just talk about that real quick, and we'll get back to the the cosmic yeah. stuff? Is that so? She goes and sees him in the field where the devs building was. The devs building doesn't exist in this place, right? Isn't that supposed to? That's isn't that, she walks through the forest and and the devs building is there? Then what is her boyfriend Sergey spying on? That's a big hole, isn't it? Like in this yeah, alternate universe, true. if devs was never built, then Russians wouldn't have to hire a guy to to spy on it, unless it's just a spy on this company anyway. Or but he's um, just a spy there anyway. Yeah, I, just, I feel I, like that whole plot line whole. though, like just died really quickly, like literally died really quickly. But like there was, you know, like the first couple episodes have the whole sort of spying subtext and, and, then and they, then they as kill soon that. as those characters are killed off it's like uh like we never get back to that like, right we'll, and, we'll, and that kind of bugged me i, I like mm. the guy who played the the other spy i thought oh that this is going to go in an interesting place and he was just like nope <laughs> but 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 that I, was an but, awesome death scene though that was oh that whole cool. scene was that guy was great and that <laughs> was, was a little that. he put that scene in there as a as a commentary on what's he saying it's like oh you Americans smile but you're really lying like I thought it was a really um and he's Alex Garland's British of course so it was a really sort of scathing uh, <laughs> critique of American you know our system what what did you guys think of Stuart's role in the ending. Which one is Stuart? Stuart's the 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 um the guy you liked, the heavy set guy. Oh, um So he's he's you know, he's at the at the entrance. Yes. And when, you know, obviously Lily I think you see him first when Forrest comes in. Or is it Forrest or is it um what's the name, the other girl? And and he's quoting what's he he's mm. quoting like um Shakespeare a, was it? Yeah, it was a Shakespeare. Was it a Shakespearean Be, before thing? Before before Lily confronts them when she's on her way into. But Dibs, it was yeah. a, but it was about confronting your own humanity or yes, whatever that poem was about. And he lets them in, and he's just hanging out at the entrance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he, you know, obviously Lily comes in and he says, "Well, you've got to be here. You know, you got to go." And he's the one that ultimately destroys them. And I've, I was always under the, I was thinking like my big thing was like, well, how do we know that the gunshot hole in the glass made the glass thing fall in the prediction? I got, I got, I got an answer for that. Stuart anyway. In one of those videos I sent you the guy, and I had to watch it twice because those YouTube guys talk faster than me, but he yeah. points out, did you see this one? He points out, he this guy went and looked at the, you know, when they're looking at the prediction and then it happens, and he said, in the prediction, you can see Stuart standing there uh, at the at the console. So I think you're right. I think the idea is that, that the, that the, because the gun, I don't know how the magnetism of that sort of flying elevator works, but the the theory was at least Katie and Forrest thought the gunshot is what did it. And so then mm. she breaks, she splits into another dimension, throws the gun out. And then you, it's kind of Oedipal, right? Like the, the, you can try and to avoid your fate, but they both end up dying anyway. So I think, I think that you're saying, well, Oh, there's other variables. Not maybe the gun helped, but this guy was also doing that. And, um, but so. maybe, but maybe like Lily was the, Lily was the, um, the decoy in a way because right. Stuart, cause you know, Lyndon, the little boy or she's a little girl in real life, yeah, the, but the, the little boy, boy. The actresses. Yeah. And yeah. And she, you know, when, well, he comes in into the trailer and says, do you, she, he's insane. Do you want the power of this thing in the hands of an insane oh, person? Right. Right. And, and then from that moment on, you see Stuart's kind of like, switched on a little bit more does conscious. Does Stuart know that she died, that he died? Like, does that, well, you've what, got didn't to, he die the same have day? To, 
you have to assume I can't remember that he does. Yeah. Or something. I don't know, because they've all got access to the future, right? All of those people. But did you notice they did something there interesting too, which was every time he does that sort of is the one time they use their flame budget. Like when you saw him, you know, remember like the whole thing, like he was saying to, to Katie, uh, she was saying, well, I've seen this and, and you jump or you don't jump. And if you really believe in multi-worlds, right, that's actually the crux of the whole thing. Like if you believe in multi-worlds, then you're not afraid to, to stand up there and maybe fall because there's another world where you don't. Did you notice when they showed uh, the different realities, oh. it was it was always falling. It was falling slightly differently, and I thought that was kind of genius. And that kind of ties into the whole thing with Stuart. And you also you also yeah, saw you also saw when uh, when he was um, when he was having the flashback about his kid dying when Forrest when uh, they uh, all die. You're right. No, they no, they didn't. Die. There was one where he puts her out and she's fine. But there, he was pointing. Out, I was like, there were like three other things where the car hit, gets hit and there's nothing you can do. I, I you know, I, I don't want to make this too heavy. And no, you I, guess think probably... the, I think the car got hit like multiple, multiple, multiple times. And multiple there was only times. one version where she was okay. And so yeah. the idea is, and that's what he says at the end. It's like, Hey, there's a bunch of other things where it's hell, but we're in the one where, where my kid lives and, and Sergey's still and alive. Nice. You know, I don't well, know. So I, I read this on one of the, one of the, the comment threads. Okay. So it was like, what if, what if this was a beta, a beta version yeah. of, of, of devs of Deus and with a bug that allowed Lily to f- use free will and throw the gun and Stuart was the quality control assurance engineer there to fix the bug. <laughs> That's deep. That's awesome. I thought that was the best comment. So, I, 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 in other words, well, then, but then Katie wouldn't yell at Stuart. Why did you do that? You know, it's like he'd be like, "Oh, because that was my job. You hired me to do that, right?" You well, know, like no, that's what he kind of says, though, doesn't he? He says it's de- determined. It's, it's determined. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is it had to happen because, like, maybe the machine realized just we're gonna get rid of this guy <laughs> it's, kind of... oh, so it's the machine that hired him not not Forrest and katie i see what you're saying yeah, well yeah. the machine's showing them the future well the machine's right? a god don't forget at that point well that's the thing like the yeah. machines it, it, the machine they're not traveling into the future to see this the machine is presenting them a future they have gotten they're not a hundred percent sure it exists it's it's, it's, it's kind of like you see all the COVID models it's trying it's predicting it but it's, it's not a prediction um, yeah. yeah so so it could be showing them it could be altering the the course of the universe in the way that it best thinks it should be and it said and it kind of tells Stuart, you need to you need to do this. That would be this guy's got to go. Well, I don't what about know. Lily? I, like, what about that? The, she the, was the sacrifice. In, yeah. But, I, I, it's yeah. That's where it gets a little muddy, right? But no, but um, no, but Jess is right though. But Lily is really the one who. Well, who is it that puts her in the world with? Who puts her in that world? The Katie and. Or does the machine put it? I'm I'm still confused. Well, she was predetermined to go there because she was just so pissed off. Because you know, obviously, <laughs> no, you know, not they're... going to Dev. I'm talking about after they die. Who? Yeah, don't they have to be the downloaded world. to be in there? Yeah, or again, is yeah. it just if you're near the machine, your it's memory? Sucked into it. Well, it's like if you've seen if you've seen the production of the future, then then any alternate. Any alternate world, whether it's in the machine or actually in the in the, the physical universe, if you go into an alternate world, you're going to remember that that part of it. You know what I mean? I don't know. It, it, uh, well, I, I, I kind of thought that it gets a little Alex buddy. Darwin really rode himself into a corner yeah, a with bit. them seeing the future, like like them presenting the future to her because you you present the future and then she can use free will when she's presented with it. Right. And But how come Forrest and Katie don't realize that? They just assume that they have... Well, to, you know what I thought was interesting? When Katie, when Katie is like... Stuff, you know? When Katie's at the panel, like, all right, let's see, she's getting all angry. If you look at the... the I remember this when I saw it. If you look at the 
prediction and then the thing it's a it's a they're using different takes part of it is you know whatever he had a different camera angle but it, you know like specifically she's madder the second time so I, I think it's maybe like you're saying like like lily's the only one to realize hey you fucking assholes just because you saw it on the screen it, it just because it feels like you can't fight it maybe you actually can and you you are just you're fucking weak people you know and you're not uh I don't well know. I, I wrote this thing just before we got on i said like i think i'm not sure if i think this but i just wrote i think they they should have discovered that the multiverse is real and free real, real will yes. is real yeah they should have I, it would have been interesting if they discovered this and and then but they kept on seeing this future where lily arrives and kills him right and the one where she throws the gun out is the one time like when he gets like when the kid doesn't get hit by the car right it's right. the one moment that they couldn't find in the multiple branches the and it's just the one yeah. yeah and it's the one that we see and it's the one that we experience that's the one that we are in because if we're not don't, don't they don't they yeah. say the definition of crazy is repeating the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different yes. result? <laughs> and and yeah. and and the whole thing is it is it yeah. Katie and Forrest are fucking crazy? And that remember that's what the kid says to uh, to Stuart in the in the vet. Ah, oh, that's that's they're crazy. Remember in like in the in in the in the Matrix world, he says he goes, "You're special." It's like. No, she's not special. She's just not crazy like you people. Like, where if someone shows you a projection of what you're going to do, you're going to do the same thing. But um, Yeah, exactly. Uh. I, well, one thing I didn't, just the production thing, I thought was a very weak idea, is the fact that, like, when they were showing you the part, like, you know, um, when, when it all got clear and you got to see it really beautiful and clear, He's talking about at the beginning when Sergey is... Yeah, it was all fucking cinematic and lensed up and slow-mo and, like, yeah. lit beautifully and graded. Like, I really hated that. I really wanted it to be way more like... I mean, if you... if it's so, I mean, inside? Inside devs? Or yeah, they... well, yeah when, when you could... You know, when they were going and looking at the, the um, cave people. You know, oh, like that the, stuff. The oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's sitting, and the and the girl's sitting there with the dog, and he goes, "I just watched her. She grew up. She died at thirty, and she had the dog." You know, but they had these beautiful, like, you know, bouquet shots, and I'm like, this would be an ethereal, like, it would be like, it'd be like, it'd be like a weird wide angle lens. It would look like security cam footage. Well, or it wouldn't even yeah. be a wide angle lens. It would be yeah. like, it would be like lidar scan. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it would just be odd and like not through a lens. I just, yeah, I just yeah. thought it was really poorly executed. That whole idea of being able to go and witness yeah, parts yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of the future in the past that looks like you're just watching a fucking movie. Like, I just yeah, thought yeah. that was just mm -hmm. like, geez, they really stopped at the first idea they came up with there. You know, like, come yeah. on, like, really. You know? And like, why are there different camera angles? Like, why is it like that? Like, I feel like it should yeah. be way more lo-fi, like one wide shot, just like or, or that you move, observational, or that you can, um, or that you can move it yes. around, and it's super weird, and it's like you can go right up and inside <laughs> their head if you needed to. I read, I read, I read, I read a crazy science fiction book years ago, and I don't think I even finished it, but it, it, it wasn't about seeing the future, but it was like. They, someone creates a quantum computer where you can be anywhere and it it ruins society because you can you can you can't see the past or the future but you can you can uh but almost like a gps you can get this thing to recreate the pixels of anywhere so basically you had a camera like a virtual camera anywhere and what people would do is they would just like they would just like take it and go into people's house like and like news report like something no one could lie and everyone could see uh, who everyone's yeah, having an affair yeah, with yeah. and stuff but but it was kind of like you were saying it was it was almost like a, the 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 scientist who invented it was like a little joystick it was like a video game and they can kind of well, like that's what the camera should have been like well, it's right. like that into the cool. void right you know into the mm. void no was you know just the noah's film you know when he becomes he dies it. and he becomes the entity he becomes the spirit and he can travel anywhere the no, I like that and it's all one shot it's it's amazing but he can go inside of people and walls and what, like, what movie is that 
heck, have you seen it, Jess? Um, and, and to the void. I've seen the beginning of it, but I haven't seen it all. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's one of my favorite movies. You, you pulled the it. Mr. Robot on Into the Void. It's, yeah. Look, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but the way they, the way they, the way they describe, they show the yeah. idea of of everywhere and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. is like really cool. Like it's really, it's like you know, um, Buff uh, in France did all the effects on it. Like I, you know, awesome. it was, it was amazing. And um, anyway, but I just thought that we'll check it out. They didn't even Me. enter into a conversation on what it should be. They just put a, you know, put a nice Leica prime lens on them when that looks yeah. good. <laughs> you know, like, Maybe we should um, get Gaspar Noah to direct season two. <laughs> that would be well. I was going to say season two of season two of Devs would be really interesting. It's curious. Is it going to be a definitely, season two, or is, is it a limited know, I, I, series? I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't it, know. It feels anything. like they closed it up, but um, they they did. But you could do it. it you, would could, be you could do a whole thing about about, about any of those it. characters. Like you could take any of those characters into an alternate. You know, because well, well, then you could actually really go. Actually, it's all a simulation, and it is all deterministic. <laughs> and this right. was a simulation. Speaking <laughs> of time, we're coming up on an hour, so uh, I'm. To let you guys go. I mean, the only I just want to mention some of the other actors. I, I thought Jin Ha, who played the other boyfriend, was great. I thought Zach Grenier, yeah. uh, who you know, who was like the the tough, you know, the the security guy. I thought yeah, he I was like him. he was great to see. He was like the I don't, he's one of those actors you've seen around, and he was just such a good a good heavy. He was so uh, sinister, but um, you yeah, know, I, I, again, there's there's other plot points. It's like why was he telling her where he like. Why didn't he lock the door so she couldn't grab the weed? Like, you know, when he's in the car, like, it seems like he would be smart enough to not put her in a position where she could do that. But, you know. Um, can I just say the thing that annoyed me the most <laughs> out of Go anything in the series was the fact that, like, she gets locked up in a mental institution and then, like, yeah, and her boyfriend just opens the window and is like, yeah. let's peace yeah. out. Like, she was in there for, like, two seconds. No security. Like, yeah. nothing. <laughs> that was right. the most lazy writing. Come on. Yeah. That, was, that, was that, was, that was awful. <laughs> that was it's funny. Garland's obviously a great writer. And, like, even uh, uh, um, what's the Annihilation, even if you didn't love it as a movie, it, it was really interesting story, you know. And I, I feel like he's the kind of writer, like, if he wanted to, he'd get in the nitty-gritty and fix all his little mistakes. But when he's writing about big issues, he's like, I just want to get to the big issues. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like all right, the boyfriend and this, yeah, she gets, you know, like, I think, like you said, he seems like the kind of writer who paints himself in the corner and he can decide. He's a good enough writer. He can decide if he wants to paint out of that corner, but that's going to be two episodes to paint out of I, that corner. You know so I it's like, you know what? I'm just going <laughs> to get her out, you know? I would almost argue, like, as much as I love Ex Machina, like, really, really love the film as a whole, I felt the same way about the very ending of that movie when she when she leaves, the robot leaves, and, like, the helicopter comes to this remote location where, you know, mm. there's all this security, you know, yes. the, they were only picking up these certain people. How does she just, like, get into the helicopter, like, no yeah. problems, and then, like, they just take her into the city to live her life. Like, well, I, well, I think, that was I, I think it's been so long since I've seen it. Doesn't the helicopter guy ask her something? And she's like, oh, no, I'm with so. them. Just, like, I'm with this guy. It's, and... Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like when you're trying to get in the club. It's like, no, I'm, I'm with that guy. <laughs> like, no, it was, a, yeah. it was a, yeah, it was like, yeah, don't worry about the, don't worry about that. Just yeah. need to get her yeah. in Tokyo somewhere, looking right. at those things. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that was weak. I just. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple of big holes. Is it fair? Well, it's. Uh, you guys ever read his? You know, I didn't. I just realized recently he's the guy that wrote the beach, both the screenplay and he. I didn't yeah. realize he wrote the book too. And, and I loved that book when it came out, and I thought the movie was crap, but I thought the book was really good. And um, yeah. but and, I, that uh, book and, had a lot Dredd. of sort of plot he, he wrote problems Dredd as well. He wrote what? J- Dread. Oh, I didn't Judge, do that. Dr- Judge Dread. Oh, really? The, okay. Um, reboot the, the Judge Dread reboot. Dread. It's meant to be. It's meant to be really. I haven't seen it, but it's meant to be really good. Um, you know, oh. for a for a Dread movie. Um, <laughs> it's like he gives his characters really good lines and the basic concepts, both of Ex Machina, uh, um, Annihilation, and this. I love movies that tackle the big ideas, you know, like like 2001 and, you know, like 
and to a lesser extent, you know, Blade Runner. It's like movies that like say, hey, no, it's not just going to be about plot and character. It's going to be about a big idea. You know, like I grew up watching Kubrick and reading Vonnegut and, you know, they're not the most intricate writers. And you can say the same kind of thing about them. Like sometimes the plots of, their, of like Kubrick's films are like, what? But it's like if, if the idea is like the plot points and, and the story is a scaffolding on top of which you put like really interesting visuals, interesting ideas, you get the you get the viewer thinking and I, I think this show does that at the very least. So, you know, I mm. it's definitely one of the best shows to deal with the sort of quantum stuff. Um yeah, so let you it guys is good. Go. It is it certainly is a um you gotta be into that stuff to to stick with it. I mean it could have been a really, really, really good two and a half hour movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> it could have. Been. I reckon it would. It would have been an amazing two and a half hour. But but, but then, how does the boyfriend get her out of the asylum? He's <laughs> like, that's kind of like he has to come through with a like a he has to just crash through with a car or something. You, you you turn that into action. You know, all that stuff that would take like three episodes of storytelling. He's like, he just fucking blows it up. You know, like you you'd yeah. add that the boyfriend was an explosivist expert in like. That I did. I did actually like the one scene I, I thought was the best handled scene of the whole thing was post the you know, the security guys killing, you know, when the, when we all real, you know, I, I mean, I saw that, that homeless guy was part of the, mm. part of it. In some oh, I didn't so get, that was like so that fooled me. episode, I saw that coming. I yeah, knew there was something up with him. I didn't realize that he was part of the spy thing. <laughs> no, he was, was part of the, me. There was too, way too much focus going on that guy. Like yeah, it was yeah. just, just, you know, they should have just edited out like half the scenes. Or I thought that actor was good. Him. I thought most of the cast great. was really good. But, but the way he handled her after that all happened. Yeah. And he just said, it was, it was like the most real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the like, deal. You cannot oh, go back to your life. This is what you can do to save you. Yeah, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It this was is not great. a happy ending. Like, this is yeah. like, this is fucked for you right now. And that sucks. Peace out. Like, he's <laughs> out. Like, I, I can't stick around and you have to work this out. And here are the two options. You need to figure it out. I'm not going to be here. Unless you know him, unless you die and can have your soul sucked into a machine where you're in an entirely alternate That's universe. Right. That's the only other yeah. option. Yeah. He didn't see that one. Yeah. All right, but guys. I, I, loved, I loved how they handled that. That was awesome. So go I ahead, did Jess. want to just like give a shout out because as much as I like totally agree that some aspects of this were a little too slick and stylized just in terms of the, the aesthetic of it. I do really love, and, and this is sort of true of all of all of this stuff, I guess. I love that sort of blend between you're dealing with really like technical subject matter, really computer based, that sort of stuff. But with all that said, he's got this real earthiness, I think, to to the way he production designed to an extent. But even the music in this was killer. The music and the, was great. And using yeah. even just using those like real earthy, like real sounds in in, yeah. in the mix and the in the music, I thought was really cool. He does a lot of that stuff. Even just like the contrast between this super high tech building, but these like dark forest scapes and, and all of that. Like I, I really enjoy that about his work. And, and how, how, schlu how schlubby, uh, how schlubby, uh, forest is, you know, and <laughs> I, I, I think, I think he's trying to point out, like, even though the guy's not really homeless, is like, look, this guy is almost as schlubby as a real homeless guy. And, and he lives in a ranch house and like, he doesn't care about the trappings of, you know, of, uh, fame and fortune. As far as the aesthetics go, the one thing my older brother said, he said, he said, yeah, that, that devs place. And it was so clean. And the computers, I say, he's like, the guys really do that kind of programming. It's a fucking mess. <laughs> because yeah. like, those guys <laughs> do not have offices with glowing walls. Like that doesn't happen. You know? That's just I did, wires I did, and cables. I did, and I did, old I, coffee I, cups. Yeah. <laughs> Where I were hated how, how stylized it was. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I thought it was beautiful, but it was, yeah, yeah, it was just a little over. They're trying to put a contrast between his life. You know, I think again, his his reasoning was was that Forrest is like a sloppy, but but his company is is you know per, it's you know he's creating a machine that can create a perfect world, so he's going to make the buildings perfect. I don't know, but um, yeah, you know. All right, any, any I did any... I did also like I mean, and another shout out to the um, production designer on all the the artwork and the sculptures that surrounded 
the grounds. I loved, I loved the huge sculpture of the daughter and the golden triangle yeah. pillars. And what I do you think? That, that was Halo all stuff. that was all CGI, right? The no. Do you think they actually made that statue? No, the girl was CGI. The statue was CGI, but all the pillars and stuff were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder, because I feel like the interiors of the main part of Aurora, um, that was just a location, I think. But obviously, the devs was a whole set that they built, you know, both... But did you so, so the design design of that set, I I saw that as a diving board. Yes, it looked like a swimming pool. The Did top you see of the that? thing. Yeah, yeah. It was a diving board, right? Yeah. I think the idea was that it was supposed to there is a thing called a Faraday room. They talk about it in Mr. Robot too, and that's where that's where you, they put the, the gold pillars that are around like were functional. The idea is that if you have gold and you have it all floating, then then no one can that's why the spy had to get a job there because there's no way to you can't you like can't. drive drive by with a computer and steal their shit um and that's why i was floating in the vacuum that's what that's why they went to the trouble even though it it made it uh it's funny i i I actually like the the inside of the office itself like you guys i thought it was a little too slick but like when they when you saw this the obviously all the cgi stuff of the elevator thing and and when you first see the you know it's almost monolithic like i like the actual the 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 scenes of the actual thing floating in that room like i thought that was but it should have been like that's all glowy and beautiful and then the inside is just offices i thought that would have been yeah that would have been cool like you walk in and it's like all like it looks like you're walking into the space station and you walk in it just looks like every other shitty program like like jeff's jeff's office at uh i was gonna say we might have to get jeff to redesign his office (laughs) shout out to our white house tech guy who has wires everywhere in his office All right, guys. Um, I'm fading. I'm sure Jess is tired after uh, doing two huge. She has Zoom gloom. This uh, podcast I listened I, to had a great joke about like I think I, we're all getting Zoom gloom. <laughs> you know? That's so true. I was actually up at 5 a.m. this morning on an, on another Zoom. I was uh, another yoga class. A, wow. It was a it was a workshop um, over in Australia, so it was like 7 p.m., which is all well and good for them. But uh, I got up really wow. early to do that. So I've been on Zoom all day. <laughs> But, right. uh, but this this has been a very lovely way to end, end the day. It's been a great Thanks, non-work, non-work <laughs> yes, conversation. A fun way to end the day. I think there's a chance that Zoom is the artificial intelligence. Zoom is the quantum computer, and we're all being sucked into Zoom. This is the simulation. And and we're all gonna we're gonna wake up like just with a box around us and and, and little <laughs> icons that we have to hit to talk to each other. Thank all right, guys. Uh, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, thanks, you Brian. know, and. Uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Any any time. All right. That was it. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope uh, anyone who's seen Devs enjoyed it. You know, I don't think we unraveled the mystery, but uh, I thought it was a good chat. Um, If you like this podcast, please hit like on whatever, you know, format you're listening to on iTunes. Leave a message. You know the deal. Uh, if you want to email me, um, it's barneybarnbarn at gmail.com. We do have a Facebook page that I don't check as regularly as I should. But uh, hit me up. And um, until next time, this is Barney Barnbarn saying bye-bye-bye. <laughs>